Hey, is this thing on? Is, hello? Is this thing on? Yeah, the mic's on. Oh, Quick, oh, say hello shit. to the audience. They're it, listening live right I, now. Oh, shit. Fuck. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Andrew. This is Jack. This is Ron. This is Ryan. And this is Chris. And this is the only podcast that matters. <laughs> uh, this week, we have a newcomer for the first time. Uh, Chris's well, no girlfriend, shit, Gina, is here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Gina. <laughs> Hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. So our show is going to be about education this week. Mm-hmm. Talk Something a little about it. A lot of people lack. On. At least with the people that we've been dealing with at work, I can, I know that from Ryan's uh, latest sh- shenanigans. I think yeah, it has more to do with to that right now. <laughs> I, I think it has more to do with lack of desire and lack of willingness to and educate. Lack of funds. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, that's the other of, yeah, side of it. Yeah, yeah lack of funds. Course, is definite. Thing we'll talk about. Yeah, as far as education is concerned. So, do you want to just introduce? Well, not introduce, but basically explain what everyone did. As far as education, I'll go first. I went to community college for about a year and a half and just left and continued to work since I thought that was the best thing for me to do. Um, I've been working since I was 16, so I I felt like the education wasn't going to help me, and I didn't have the money for the big college that I wanted to go to. I went to uh, Rutgers University in New Brunswick. Uh, I went to college because that's what you're supposed to do after high school now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I uh, had no idea what I wanted to do going in and less of an idea about what I wanted to do coming out. And $80,000 later and five years after graduation, <laughs> I'm still not doing anything that has anything to do with my degree, which was uh, political science. And I minored in history to go along with that and basically decided that by the time I was done, I wanted nothing to do with politics or Law school or anything. Which or history. You, so, they're, yeah. all, they're all fucks. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I was you one call, of about a billion people what? with a liberal arts degree. And what, what, yeah. have you, what have you called it? What did you call your major? Political science. No, no, no. What, the term. A shotgun, was it? Oh, uh, yeah. It was just kind of a shotgun major. Like I took some classes in it, and then sophomore year I had to declare, and I realized I was about halfway done with the major, so figured I'd just finish it. Mm. <laughs> so math and science were out of the question. So well, now you're on this show you making didn't have history. Me as a lab so. partner. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been it's a rough road afterwards. But. You could have passed math and science. Berkowitz went to the same school you did. I'm going to be a senior, going to my senior year at Monmouth University. Um, She's I'm a going youngin. for communications, uh, concentration in journalism and public relations, and um, actually just finished up my internship with a local newspaper today. Um, that actually goes towards my degree, so that's where I am right now. I started in community college right when I got out of high school, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Again, the course I took was liberal arts, which is what every college wants you to do. Cool community college, basically. I originally wanted to be a journalism major, but for me, I didn't see any interest in it for me writing for newspapers and magazines. That's not not for you, Gina. I mean, what you do is tremendous, but for me, I just didn't want to do that for a living. I started getting into business courses. I took a marketing course over a summer break and got really interested in marketing. From there, instead of graduating the community college I went to, I transferred to the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey in fall of 2006 and graduated two and a half years later with a Bachelor of Science degree with Program Distinction Honors in Business Marketing. Mm. That's a a mouthful. Yeah, Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) My history is not nearly as fun. Basically, what I did after high school was initially, as spoken about in a previous episode, uh, was going to go to community college, uh, went in the Marine Corps, uh, was separated due to my knee injury, see episode 47, ScarCast, for full disclosure, and when I came back home, I began going to community college, Ocean County College, which was nearby in somewhat scenic Ocean County, 
and uh, went for four consecutive semesters, never finished a single one of them. My heart and head just weren't in it at the time. I just wasn't getting anything out of it. And at the time, I was progressing in my job in the store I was working in, and I felt it more economically feasible. Well, aside from that, I just thought it was more intelligent to get some work experience under my belt because I didn't know what I was going to do after I got the associate's degree from the community college, like where I was going to go to get a four-year degree or if I wanted a four-year degree. I had no aspiration beyond that. And I was still focused in on the mentality, like Ryan said, where you're going to go to college because it's what's expected of you when you graduate high school. Mm -hmm. I was motivated after being in the military didn't pan out for me. So I thought, all right, well, this makes sense. Let me go get my education and further myself and whatnot. But obviously I had to work. So that just, at the time, I had more fire for working and trying to get my band off the ground at the time. Eventually, after working for a few years, just kind of got even more serious about music. Found out about Musicians Institute in California. Began there April of 2006. Graduated in March of 2008 and got an associate's degree in occupational arts which it, it took me two years. It was actually six quarters. But as we'll get to later, when it comes to paying for college and all that good stuff, I actually did take a leave of absence from school for six months, which is why it took me two years to get my degree, uh, although it was only a year and a half that I was actively in school. Well, my story is a little bit different from everybody else's, um, especially when it comes to the job. It kind of, I am actually doing what I went to school for. Um, so I started in, in O2, uh, same thing with Ryan, went to Rutgers, uh, I did mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. I finished with, with a bachelor's degree in 06, and I did something called a combined BS-MS degree, in a way it was BS, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, in a nutshell, you, you, my senior year I took some uh, grad level courses uh, so I could finish up with, the, uh, with grad school fa- uh, quicker. It ended up not uh, happening like the way I thought it was. So instead of graduating uh, uh, 06 and getting uh, the master's degree in 08, it ended up getting stretched out because they counted those two courses towards my undergrad. So when I saw I had enough credits to graduate in undergrad, I didn't realize that was including the two grad school courses. So um, I ended up getting a full job in 08, not realizing I still had two courses and the thesis to finish. And after I started working full-time, that's when I found out I had the two courses. So um, Oof. Yeah, that's plus another two years. Big, big deal. Yeah, you've, done, you've done an assload of education. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it, it's 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 very tough work. Like undergrad is very hard, but the jump from from high school to to undergrad to to college is a big jump because they they really it's instead huge. of you having to just remember mm-hmm. what you're shown in class mm-hmm. and then just taking the tests, this you actually have to go out and and you have to study on your own. The jump from undergrad to grad is the same kind of jump. Yeah. Because you're going from problems to pure theory and they expect you to understand concepts rather than understand how to actually do things how to actually uh, solve the problems yeah i mean when you go to if picture you're really really smart high school student who basically skates by throughout their whole high school career and then goes to college thinking they can do the same thing you can't That's actually oh yeah because i thought that too like i was really smart but tragically really lazy in high school as well and still skated by my classes and did fine but yeah. I thought I could do the same thing freshman year of college and yeah, ended up on academic probation first semester. Really? And wow. First semester yeah. ever? First semester ever. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it was bad news. And oh, that happened. just got in over my head. Like I had one class that I had to take for math that didn't um, count for credits. And then I took a, a Latin class and failed that miserably. 
So I ended up with like six credits first semester when I should have had 15. And uh, after that, <laughs> my my GPA was like a 1.5, I think, that semester. And they're like, yeah, you don't do it again <laughs> or you're out. So <laughs> I started studying and the next semester I did much better and learned my lesson after that. Ended up doing fine. I graduated with like a 3.0, I think, you know, it's, in it's, uh, college. When it, was, it went fine after that, but <laughs> you really get like a shock and they're like, yeah, one more semester like this and you're done. So, and I wasn't even a partier either. <laughs> that's that's the the shit of it, you know. <laughs> no, but what you're saying is actually true. That uh, when people uh, tend to graduate high school and they go into college, one of the big downfalls of the people who actually do have the talent is that they're just not used to studying. Exactly, the answers come naturally to them. <clears throat> and there are actually people who luck out, even when it comes to that. I had a roommate uh, freshman year. He graduated in three years with a four zero. Mm-hmm. So he would start his homework. I'd spend, say, three or four days on the homework. He'd start at 5 a.m. the day it was due. And, oh, wow. Yeah, th- this one and specific class. The one class that I'm actually talking about where he was doing this, for our, we had a 9 a.m. final exam. I woke up at 8.58. I ran to the exam half an hour late. I took the exam. took me about an hour and a half. So about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours passed. So there's only about an hour left to the exam. Mm-hmm. I get back to the room. He's still asleep in the bed. I didn't see him at the exam. I checked in, in his room, and he's still asleep. So I wake him up, and I start yelling, Dave, you got to get get to the class. you got to take your exam. He freaks out, jumps out of bed, runs to class, and he got a higher grade than I did. Yeah, see, and people like that, that some shit. pull it off. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Really. It's even worse when you hear about in, in classes like what Ron took, you know, all the electrical engineering classes, whatever else. Guys like in Ron's classes, they're taking all these, you know, rocket science and shit like that and are just skating by where like Ryan and I were in high school and we were pretty pretty much on the same level the entire time it was just like you know you wake up in the morning we were in honors classes yeah <laughs> you know AP classes well, and shit really like that we just skated by and then all of a sudden college hits and it's like fuck I don't want to yeah. bring this shit home well I think people who are able to skate by classes like what Ron took tend to have an innate ability to to look at something like that, like a will hunting, and, just learn <laughs> and they can it. just yeah. look at it and just absorb it. But I mean, you you develop better study habits throughout college. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't study for anything when I started, and then by you know after that first semester where I got that shock where I was going to get kicked out if I messed up like that again, you know when I had to do something if I had to write a paper if I had to study. Like I can say that I never stayed up all night studying. I've never done an all nighter. I mean, a lot Me of people do that in college, but. You know, when never. 3 o'clock in the morning rolls around, you kind of get the feeling like, well, if I don't know it now, I'm never going to know it, and your eyes are burning. I mean, right. there's so many distractions in college, but when you know you have to buckle down and do something, you go where there are no distractions. I mean, when we were juniors, that's when MySpace and Facebook started blowing up at the same time, and I, I don't think I did anything that year. It was it was horrid, like, between the two of them. So if I had to write a paper, I would go to the computer lab. No AIM, no Facebook, no nothing. No computer to sit in front of, no movies. Or if I had to go to the library and study, or even like the lounge in the dorm room where there was nothing going on, like you you learn to do stuff like that just to get your shit done. Yeah, and that's actually what I did too. Like I would go to the library whenever I had to study, even even when I had a book in front of me and there was no AIM, there was no Facebook, there was no MySpace because I just couldn't sit in my room and study. So I used yeah. to go to Cirque, uh, had the the reading room downstairs, mm-hmm. the library. I used to go sit in in. Uh, right next to where the, the computer lab was yeah. and just study the for a, a few hours at a time. Yeah. I mean, likewise for me, granted, I didn't have book work to do like you guys did, but if I wanted to learn a song or practice whatever I had to for classes, I would stay at school in one of the practice rooms because if I went home, there are all the conveniences of your living space yeah. between your computer yeah. and TV and 
food and stuff yeah. like that. You know, <laughs> it's very evil. easy yeah. to get sidetracked when you have everything you're familiar with. Whereas if you're in a, a focused environment, it's a hell of a lot easier to get all the work done. So yeah, if yeah. I had to cram for anything, I would be at school late at night and then early the following day. I don't think I stayed yeah. up all night either, but also the, the nature of my study was obviously different from what you guys different. had to do. Yeah. I didn't have to write anything yeah. unless I was writing music, but that I wouldn't sit up all night and yeah. kill myself over. I, mean, I had a, um, a thesis to write for my seminar senior year for uh, history, and I lived in the computer lab for like two weeks just writing. I would go there whenever I had to write, and I knocked it out. I would not sit in front of my computer and do it, which I could have done, but then you know, every five minutes I'd be like, oh, what's going on on Facebook? Oh. Eight people are IMing me right now or, you know, what's going on in my space and there's food in the fridge and you're like, well, (laughs) not doing a paper tonight. (laughs) Chris, what is this paper? Oh, you wrote our P's and Q's with little flags. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That would be amazing if I woke up. It was like some kind of nightmare. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm in guitar college. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Formulas? You mean like sharps and flats? No idea what you're talking about. No sine waves. Calculus too. There's no way I'm actually in this class. My studying habits were a little bit different. I commuted to college throughout my community college years and at Stockton. Would you still have a, a hell of a hike for you? Because not mean, really. It's an hour drive, and I beat the traffic both ways, going down south in the morning and going up north on the way home. I mean, there was no traffic, and it was better for me. And besides, I didn't have the money, money for room and board, so. And you're not the type. You don't seem like the type of person that would want to sit in the. You oh, know, please! Have, yeah. this, the closet space. This, uh, yeah. The closet space that's next to us right now was bigger than the dorm rooms at Stockton. It was horrible. Yeah, the only studying that got done on Monday nights was uh, who's going to win Raw this week. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't you're better off anyway, Jack. You won't be paying that back for yeah. the rest of your but life. But it was so. easier also for me to study at home. In a way, I would always if I had a big exam and. It, there was one class, business methods or business management. Um, no, actually, intro to management. And you would have to absorb everything. I What I would have to do is learn all the notes, everything this professor gave me, and write them in a blue book, one of those little notepad blue book things that you had to write the question to. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you have like tests, an essay test. And you yeah. have to remember everything. So I would just sit there and read my notes for hours on end and absorb everything and just keep it in my head. Somehow I kept it in my head. And... Would just go to the next next morning, just for I guess relieve myself mentally and just write it all in these notebooks. But it was better for me. So what you're so saying much. is you flushed it down the toilet? Yes, yeah. I, t- I took a mental dump in those books, Ron. That's what I can, can compare it to. But for any course, it was somewhat easier to study at home because in college there are some distractions. Like, well, I'd like to go down to the dining hall and get something to eat, and then just my classes were two hours, so I just like to let off some steam and. Uh, read a magazine or something just to pass the time because a two-hour class can be so daunting that you just want to relax. And when you go home... Daunting isn't the right word, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> just yeah, all, all my regular college classes that I took at OCC were all hour and 15 minutes. Oh, I yeah, they were 50-minute classes. Try three hours of math, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I actually had that, too. I, yeah, it OCC, was, um, and you were talking about that before. I believe a lot. that's the community college I went to. I think a lot of people are in that same boat where they just go there because it's the thing to do after high school, where you don't necessarily have a plan. You go to a community yeah. college like that. It was Lakewood College is what it, it was. It really was. And yeah, that in Stockton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people who moved in like right oh, after absolutely. high school. So many people in this area where you live go to Stockton. but And some, a lot of people surprisingly do commute too. I had a friend who I shared a lot of classes with over the two and a half years I was there. He was a commuter also. And again, it was the same 
circumstances, it's just easier in some ways. I mean, you're cutting the cost in half of living at college to, you know, basically just drive 45 minutes down the parkway. But again, back to my studying habits, it was somewhat easier at times, but again, there were some, of course, you go home, there's distractions there, but for me to just sit in my kitchen by myself and absorb all my notes for any class was somewhat easier than some people at college because you do have people walking in and out of libraries and other places and in the hallways where you can't necessarily concentrate, where if you're kind of in some sort of isolation, you find a way to study better. I think that my study habits have been absolutely terrible. Um, I mean, I have a really, really crazy schedule at school. I'm the editor of my school paper, and I have a work-study job on campus, um, as well as all my classes. So I was pretty much cramming in anything with any class at any, I don't know, at any time of the day where I wasn't working, either on the newspaper or at my job or in class. I was just always very, very busy hoping this year will go a little bit smoother, but uh, I don't know. I would either be studying in my apartment, um, rather it was either in the room or in the living room, or what the good thing was was at the newspaper I had my own office, so it was good to kind of like shut the door and just close everybody out so I could just concentrate in there. But there was many, many all-night studying and three hours of sleep, and it was very, very poor. I mean, like my... My communication class, my journal classes, those ones are really, they're like a breeze for me. They're not hard at all. But I'm also minoring in graphic design as well as um, legal studies. And both of those, graphic design is six hours a week. So that takes up a lot of time both inside and outside the classroom. And legal studies is just impossible to grasp sometimes. So. Oh, I hate, oh. Yeah. I took a business law course. It was the most confusing thing I've ever taken in my life. I still don't know what the hell I was doing in that class. I had to take it. I mean, I wanted to. I minor skated by in with it. a C minus. It's like <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's what I like about engineering. When something breaks, you just blame someone else. <laughs> he did it. The yeah. bridge collapsed. He did it. Yeah, exactly. He gave me bad numbers. What did you expect? My cousin's an engineer also, and he had a lot of undue pressure now with his job and with college also. Like you said. Uh, people studying for an exam the night before for an engineer. He went through that same thing. His whole dorm room was just, with all his friends who he graduated with, was just like a system. It was like... Um, yeah, and I'm just thinking to myself how much better everyone would be off if, if they just studied maybe, say, the week before. And the reason I say this is from a personal experience, my senior year. Um, so I told you I did the combined BSMS where I went from undergrad straight into grad school. And for uh, for this specific uh, layout, I needed to... Uh, have a slightly higher GPA than what they usually require, and I was borderline at this point. Um, I needed to get over, I, I think it was a, th- to, to get into grad school, you need at least a 3-1, but for what I needed, I, I needed to get at least a 3-2, and yeah, I studied to make sure that I, I at least stayed over a, a 3-0, and I was close to a 3-2. The last two weeks of my senior year, of my last semester, I decided, you know what, I need really need to make sure that I get in, because I don't want to be borderline. I want to show that I can. So for two weeks... I didn't even study late at night. I just went and actually studied in the library for several hours a day, and it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. That semester, I got one B plus, and that was in social psychology. It was the class was out of three hundred points. It was three exams. Uh, you need at least a two seventy. I got a two sixty seven. I was short by one question on the exa- on one of any oh, of the exams. Just... 
I have <laughs> that, that's, that's I, horrible. I know. I I was. I have a story about that. When yeah, and finished. that was the only thing that kept me from getting a four zero that semester. Mm. And I was ecstatic. Like I mean, I mean, I was ecstatic that I, I did so well when I found out that that's why I got the B plus. Well, yeah, when you find out like that's how you missed, you'd rather yeah. have had like a D. Like in some respect, you're like, I would rather be nowhere near it. Uh, you know, to, no, in this case, I was still glad that I got the B plus. Yeah, but this, I just thought to myself, if I spent the last two weeks of every single semester actually studying and and not like procrastinating a bit or, or just taking it a little bit more seriously, I would have, I could have, I could have had close to a four row by the time I graduated, which is I mean, awesome. I, yeah. I already, I did graduate. I finished grad school. I got high honors, but I mean, I studied my ass off at that point. I saw. Yeah. That all I had to do was put a little bit more effort, and it, yeah. it did pay off for that. You, and you're surprised when you when you do put in that effort. I, mean, yeah. um, I have an experience like that where I missed something really big by a small percentage. That's what she I, said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was really, really far behind when it came to about my junior year as far as credits were concerned. So you needed, what, 120 credits, I think? For undergrad? Uh, it, it depends. For, maybe for, for you. Most for most undergrads. For, gra- yeah, for, for, for undergrad, for... Uh, for engineering, you need, uh, I think it was 132. Yeah. So I, I was really far behind. So uh, I took summer classes between my junior and senior year. And then I took a winter class instead of being home for you know Christmas and that like three or four weeks. Oh, man. I stayed and uh, took a winter class. And then my final semester of senior year, I took six classes instead of the usual four. Just scrambled to get done on time. And that uh, last semester, I um, I took a theater appreciation class. Because it was, um, oh, that's from bullshit. what I had heard through the grapevine, it was one of those classes where <laughs> you have to be courses. retarded not to get an A in it. So, um, uh, yeah, I, well, that's where my story is going. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. just so, like so, uh, in, apparently you're retarded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's going to be the, the moral of the story. But, um, so I took six classes that's that semester. That's not a moral of the story. That's just a fact. That's the immoral of the story. It's a heads up. Anyone's moral of the story. This is a cautionary tale. <laughs> Do your so, shit on time. Yeah, exactly. Don't fall behind. <laughs> but I, I actually did better that semester than any other semester. I was crammed and you know taking eighteen credits. In, when you're in under the semester. gun, it seems to be that's when you do the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Crunch time. Like I, I, agree. I, I put your feeder to the fire, yeah. and you're like. Okay. Totally. It's time to do it. So Ryan, when that was class, it? Um, uh, Ryan, when was it that you had to do that? What was it? A twenty-page paper or something like that? Was uh, that, that senior? Was, that was my yeah, my senior year. Yeah, I remember my, you taking pictures of that paper. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> pulling 20, it out of your ass. Twenty-two pages. Yeah, I wrote did that. Did you paper use a lot on. of quotes? Because I did that for a ten-page paper in a class. Mm-hmm. I just used hmm. some. I don't care about I mean, boring was, papers. I want to hear yeah. about you <laughs> fucking up this theater appreciation so, yeah, class. Um, yeah, there were plays on campus we got to see, and plays in like surrounding towns, even one on Broadway that we got to see in New York. It was it was actually kind of cool. You fell asleep, didn't you? No, no, actually, I stayed awake <laughs> through every play. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Taggart, Mr. Taggart, <laughs> it's a ruler in the back of the head. Mr. No, no. <laughs> I did stay awake. I mean, uh, Mason Gross, the uh, the performing um, campus, is is at Rutgers in New Brunswick. Ah, so yes, there are a lot of plays that went there. Um, so I took this class, and the, in, in the class itself, um, like many other classes in college, I sat in the back and did the Sudoku and the crossword puzzle <laughs> through most of it. And, uh, wow. I never finished April 7th. Yeah. <laughs> did you get the... the, the I, I, I uh, probably still have it, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So um, I, had, I had a friend who was, who was taking the class with me just you know for shits and giggles just to get an easy A. Apparently, and, um, shits and yeah. giggles. Yeah, literally. So Not this is how A's. I found out. There was no such appreciation <laughs> yeah. of theater taken whatsoever. No, apparently <laughs> not. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the uh, the professor was flamingly gay. 
Um, that's, I'm sure that's theater a shock. appreciation. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm taking this class, and I went to all the plays and everything. And you're supposed to like take notes and and such, and you're quizzed on it. It was it was really easy for the most part. But how I found out that I missed um, Dean's List, where you get a 3.5 GPA and you make Dean's List, it's a pretty big uh, recognition. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friend Adam and I are in this class, and we took the final exam, and we got the results afterwards, like how many questions are on it, how many you got right. He got one more question right on the exam than I did. He got an A. I ended up getting a B plus. So because of that one question on one exam in one class, I missed Dean's List. Oh. I had like a 3.47 GPA that semester. So yeah. that was the one question. If I had gotten that, I would have gotten an A. I would have had Dean's List for the first time. And what a recovery, first and only too. Time. Yeah, and exactly. That been, from yeah, that been, and like I was saying to Ron, like I, I was – that was awesome. Like as the best GPA I had ever gotten in college, but at the same time, I was so pissed that I missed it by such a small margin that I would have rather just gotten a C in the class and like not been given <laughs> yeah. that false hope. So it was it was just completely ridiculous. And I talked so much shit the entire semester. I'm like, oh, this class is cake. I'm gonna get an A. I don't have to do anything, and <laughs> then I'm the asshole who gets a B plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had similar. I actually, found out that I wasn't gonna graduate with honors because I was gonna be a few hundredths of a point short. The way my school is divided up was in quarters, they were 10 weeks of classes. Week 11 was essentially finals, and then two to two and a half weeks of a break before resuming the next quarter. It was year-round. It wasn't divided up like fall and spring semester like your standard college. So it was coming near the end of my, what would have been the sixth quarter, my last one, and I had done the math, and I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to, if I finish with this grade, I'm going to get this, and I'll be here, and oh, it was good. Now, if you get anything below a C-, minus, you fail at Musicians Institute. So I had gotten, I think, two Cs over the course of my time there, and anything else had been a B, and mostly As, frankly. And you needed 3.75 to graduate with honors, and I found out I was going to be just short. Like, the highest I could get when I did the math was like a 3.72. And the day I found that out, I was so crestfallen like i can't even tell you it was so bad i was just in such a bad mood and i was in such a bad mood that actually passed up the song i was supposed to perform that night because i was like whatever it's not gonna matter anyway (laughs) because you had to do extra performances too like the standard and i'll get back around to what i missed out on because of it but the standard for uh performing your first two quarters you don't need to do performance your in-class performances count for that grade but you have to sign up to do genre-specific performances, you need to do 10 per quarter. So basically one a week. You can do all 10 in one week and be done with it. But if you want to graduate with honors, you had to do 20 for your last two quarters if you were doing the certificate program, last four quarters if you were doing the associate's degree program. So I had done 20 performances and crammed and gotten them all done. And I very rarely had to do... I mean, some I was doing three a night, which was cool because then I would have 20 within like seven weeks and then I wouldn't have to sweat out doing extra performances and all that when I had finals coming up. But when I found out that I wasn't going to graduate with honors, I had had, I think 17 or 18 performances in for my last quarter. So I needed two or three more and I didn't go to the one that night, which was actually photographed by Def Leppard. I actually skipped playing I that. Play I know, that well too, yeah. i obviously know the song anyway and it was just gonna be so much probably fun. Be much better than chris daughtry well, <laughs> easily well i missed hysteria too and actually a bunch of people signed up ahead of me in a previous quarter uh for the the classic rock live performance workshop hysteria is one of the songs and 
I was surprised people signed up for it at all. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, these are a bunch of metalheads. No one's going to want to play Def Leppard. Yeah. <laughs> it's metalheads and blues players. At least there were when I was in there. I'm not knocking anybody who's in the program. It's just that was the bulk of my uh, fellow student body. But, yeah, I missed playing Photograph because I found I wasn't graduating with honors. I ended up graduating with like a 3.68 or 69. Hmm, that's Damn close. At. That's good. Yeah. No, it yeah, was really good. Yeah, for it to be Yeah, for it to be in music was even better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, man, I did it. That was the real gratification I got from school. Yeah. It seems like everybody has a high GPA. I mean, I made the president's list one time at OCC in the fall of 2005, and my first semester at Stockton, I busted my ass because I was. this is the first big business courses I had. For, for had the president's list, did, did you get a free cigar as a reward? Mm-hmm. And that's, lunch with the president. That's awesome. Just kidding. I didn't have lunch with the president. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like punishment. <laughs> like, remember in, in elementary school, like, if you had some really good academic performance, you have lunch with the principal? Like, why would you want to have lunch I, with the principal, not your friends? So, when wait, you're like was 10? this during the period where lunch with the president would so have been like cocaine and whiskey? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. See the, yeah. yeah, I don't. I think they're silly. <laughs> Read your social studies book instead. Yes. <laughs> this, you see this? This is a whole drawer of Ninja Turtles action figures confiscated. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah. Now it's cell phones. But at the yeah. time, yeah, that would have been great. Anyway, uh, I'm going to keep chewing on my eyes. Back to the president's list. I made, well, the Stockton's president's list the first semester. I was at Stockton in fall of 06. And then I went one entire year, the 07, 08 year. I got the president's list twice for fall 07, spring 08. Hmm. And I was determined as hell to get it in the last semester, my fall 08 semester, because, again, business courses, and I was doing really well. And I had to take a bullshit course. Now, I'm going to touch on this a little bit later on with some of these bullshit courses that Stockton mm. makes you take. <laughs> but I got three A's in all my business courses, and I got my first F in my last semester in this course. Now, I wasn't so pissed that, I wasn't going to make the president's list. I was afraid I wasn't going to graduate. Mm. But luckily, I was over credits anyway, because when I transferred over, I had credits that were over. So it didn't matter. I graduated regardless. And it wasn't essential to my degree. But my highest GPA ever was probably a, if we could talk about this, was a 3.78, if everybody can remember their high GPA. So I was really proud of that. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have someone who probably beat that here. <laughs> Gina, let's have it. Um, all right. Well, my um, my GPA right now I think is like a 3.9. Technically like a 3.89 or whatever, but it goes to 3.9. Um, I had like a 4.0 for like I think all my freshman year and then a couple A-minuses sophomore year. And then this past year I'm one of those sick children that like I just <laughs> – if you if I get a B, it just crushes me, and I got my first B this past fall, Oof. and then I got mm. another B, and it was also again in those freaking legal studies courses, um, killed me. I cried. Gina, Gina, Gina I have a, I have a steak knife. I can show you the soft spot in the side. You can just stab and twist. Now, speaking of that, and then Jack mentioned something about that too, about the kind of bullshit courses that you have to take in college, like prerequisites and things like that. Not now, when you're in high school, they want you to or just, they want you to be more. More of World a centric. well-rounded and person, to, but I, I've always taken issue with that. ruthless businessmen. Yeah, they want you to learn about Greece and yeah. But I've always taken issue with that because when you're in high school, you know, teachers and guidance counselors talk up college like it's supposed to be all about you and the path you want to take, and it's not going to be like high school. But there are so many courses that you have to take, like English and math, and just kind of basic, you know, uh, general education courses where. And those are you fine. Know, especially, no, they're not fine, though. Like, if you are taking something, like, 
physics, why do you need to take English courses? Or, you know, if you're taking math why, uh, as a major, why do you have to take, you know, things like that? It's supposed to be just like your journey and your path and to have to waste time and money on these well, courses that arts was. not only, it's yeah. OCC. It's like, well, we're going to make you to high school for two more years pretty much. Yeah, it's it's basically high school we'll two. Degree, and then yeah. maybe you can yeah. figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not here to help you with that. That's pretty much what yeah. OCC is. And for a lot of people that are, at least in my experience, that there's so many different sections and teachers for all those general education courses, mm-hmm. all so many students are reverting to sites like greatmyprofessor.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever yes. used Oh, oh I, yes. I never used it, but there yeah. were lots of... It was very lots. useful and to like it, it avoid what active. professors yeah. you didn't want to... the professor walked in, you see the to. ring on my, my professor? My yeah. God, she's horrible. Yeah. I did have some professors comment on that, like saying, I, I've seen some of the comments about me on, on this website and... Mm-hmm. They would just kind of take pepper. issue with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the chili pepper. Yeah, I remember the little little logos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ratemyprofessor.com. It's basically, you know, kids can go in and kind of rate the effectiveness and the approachability of the professor. And there would be like these little little chili pepper logos. And there would be different colors as far as it's like rotten you know, tomatoes, but how, how good teachers. or how terrible the yeah. professor was. Oh, I thought it was going to be like or, if they had a chili pepper, you know, it's like, yo, man, she's hot. Yeah. Take her class. <laughs> yeah. Hard as hell. Yeah. I oh, mean, really? Is that what the yeah, chili pepper can, is? And you can put in like actually verbatim comments um, saying. Here I am you know, thinking it's going to be all like. How harsh the professor is with the grading or uh, you know, things see. like that. How well you can approach them and, you know, how willing they're going to be to help you. Things like that. And, and professors then, have to be tough, but you can't have somebody who's just so closed minded. Mm-hmm. That they don't want to help you. Yeah. Because I've had one or two that just, no, figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what classes were like at Stockton, but like at Rutgers, at, uh, with a lot of the lecture halls, there would be two to 300 kids in each course. And, and when yeah. in a situation like that, um, I wouldn't say that most of my professors weren't helpful, like if I, if I did need help, but... It's when you have that many kids. I mean, usually they would have you know two or three uh, teachers' assistants who would you know grade um, papers and and tests and things like that to help them out because it's just such a, a huge uh, student load. You know, yeah, I never had a lecture hall at Stockton. They were always basic thirty to thirty five people classes. So that's you know you can walk in and you know, be fifteen minutes late and sit in the back and nobody really notices when you come in when you're in a class you know three hundred. Oh, nobody kids. calls out like oh Mr. Yeah, Tagger. like everybody. Well, nice for you to join us. I had a class. Some of the classes like I had a class my that, junior sure. year. Yeah. It, it was a three hour class. It was. Um, Engineering economics. I used to come into class. Um, first, it, it was from like six to nine. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the dining hall to for takeout. Mm-hmm. They used to have a uh, turkey subs. Yeah. So I'd get a turkey sub and a drink. Go to class. I'd eat, and I'm like sitting smack in the middle of class sometimes. Mm-hmm. As soon as I finish eating, I've got this you know plastic bag which makes all this noise. Yep. I, like, fold up all my food, put it in there. I get up and I leave. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you could do that in, in some of these classes. And, I did that for uh, like a. a, a Two months. Yeah. Wasn't it really, the sub line I always so long at Rutgers on sub night for takeout? The line was always out the well, door only, of the dining hall. Only later at night. I, I went a little early when they were just about opening for, for this class. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was just bad. It was pretty bad. I know. <laughs> I liked taking when The one class I took in the lecture hall in OCC, I actually really liked it. It was a – I don't remember what – the title was it was some sort of history class but i really liked the professor i still remember his name was professor german he was i i mean he grew up kind of in the 60s so it was interesting getting his perspective he would refer to a lot of things when he was younger as far as growing up i think it was some kind of modern history he can remember that 
Apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, they say. Yeah. If you remember the 60s, you weren't there. <laughs> but he gave like a lot of interesting perspective of what it was like growing up during the time of, of civil rights and all that stuff and, and when protesting was at a high and things like that. I must say, I enjoyed that class because he personalized it. It wasn't all like textbook, textbook, read this. All right, if you refer back to chapter or whatever on the Byzantine Empire, I mean, he never did any of that kind of stuff. He would talk from experience and just speak. Never notes, just off the top of his head. It was like watching any other performance. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe because I'm a stand-up fan. Yeah, it's like a stand-up <laughs> or comedian a memorizes his jokes. Yeah, like, he's, just, an hour and he's a half talking ends. about it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought that was really, really cool. I don't remember why it is I didn't finish that class either, but... Still, I, I did actually enjoy that because it was it was free form and it wasn't textbook and it wasn't like, here are your notes, do this. I mean, you could take notes about what he was talking about because, I mean, I didn't go so far as to take the exam, so I don't know what he would actually ask about. <laughs> yeah. Again, but such I was, a part of the course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told, I freely admit I dropped the ball. Had I finished any of those semesters yeah. or all of them, I would have had an associate's yeah. degree already. But no. it, and some of those classes were fun like that. Like a lot of people don't like to go to big universities where you're going to be in lecture hall classes of that size. And you don't want to be like a number. You don't want to be noticed. But I loved that for some reason. Like I loved. Yeah, I know, really dug it. You know, the Rutgers, there were something like 40,000 kids there, you know, and you had these these huge classes and you can just walk in and not be noticed and not have to really talk to anybody. And you just kind of go about your day. And I actually kind of like that. I mean, there were smaller classes, too, in you know, classroom uh, buildings where the average class wasn't any bigger than a high school class is. There'd be like 20, 30 kids in there. And you'd probably have a more approachable professor in a situation like that. When a university is, you know, smack in the middle of a city like that, and you have all these kids running around different campuses and public transportation going from campus to campus. Rutgers is like a cool setting. Rutgers is like Rutgers is a city. Yeah, it's awesome. Like how the town is so based around the college. I actually yeah. really like things. My sister went to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Hell, the whole so state's I based around the college. <laughs> you go anywhere. Yeah, yeah right? I, I love it. I really and think it that's cool. it's all based around the grease trucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the <laughs> grease trucks. <laughs> the of my existence. I know that just from <laughs> your waistline. Yeah. <laughs> just from <laughs> freshman 15, it was like freshman 35. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. No, I know. I saw pictures. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> They're all news. online. It's like freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. I was like, look at him. He expands exponentially with yeah. every photo album. It was, it was bad. News. Oh, well, you're eating fat bitches, and yeah. I'm not talking I was about at my women. heaviest in college. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hit like 190 pounds, I think, at one point in college. It was well, the fat sandwiches are amazing. Yeah, I have to say are. that. Rutgers, yeah. they yeah. haven't mammoth. Four right. hours later, yeah. they're not amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's why it took amazing. you four, four hours. hours later. It that's took why me I stopped eating them for two years. Like I, I had so many freshman year that the middle two years of college, I just couldn't do it, and then I gradually kind of got back into them. Yeah. Um. I still want to take on their challenge. Uh, when I hear differing reports about how many sandwiches you actually have to eat in front of the trucks. I've heard three, well, I've heard seven. <laughs> yeah, well, you get to name a sandwich. Like if you eat a certain amount, you get the honor of naming a new sandwich. But we're gonna go up there just yeah. so we can name one of Fat the Ryan Taggart yeah, Memorial what, Sandwich. What a, what a yeah. Picture. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make you Rutgers legend. Yeah, there we go. Well, that's we're not totally gonna be gonna, any fun to because it can't be profane anymore. They had to censor. Yeah, uh, the names of the sandwiches which, which kind trucks of, because why? unless you consider the name Ryan to be profane. Oh, that was a, there was Somebody, like a gay and lesbian coalition that was offended by the fat dyke. Which and like yeah, the fat <laughs> no, there was, there was wow. fat things like that. So the fat bitch, somebody, I think, and somebody the fat actually, bitch too. Yeah. I think there was somebody. Did they, I don't know if they sued or something? They, or they, yeah, they just they just started complaining what, the fat that bitch it was coalition offensive. of New Jersey. <laughs> sued? No, the fat yeah. bitch coalition of Rutgers. Yeah. yeah, I remember the day Ryan was sending me IMs. Ryan was sending Dude, I was furious. I hate the name. But the sandwich is delicious. <laughs> yeah. 
that it shouldn't be called the fat bitch. It should yeah. be called the fat so old to, lady. Yeah, this like, is <laughs> preposterous. I'll take a fat bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like oh, a fat so bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of goes... Um, the whole idea of the protest and how Ryan was saying about how they, uh, the gay and lesbian coalition, whatever the fuck they were, wanted to change the name, kind of segues into something. Um, Gina, you are the editor now mm-hmm. of the school newspaper. Are there any other school newspapers at Monmouth? Or any yeah, other newspaper? There's an honor school newsletter, and I think that there's a Spanish newspaper, but they're not really based on campus. They're kind of like around the West Long Branch area. Ryan, you know where I'm going with this? With uh, the I have a feeling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what What was the name of the paper? Uh, it's called the Medium. It was basically a. It was genius, is yeah, what it, it was. was. Absolutely genius. I used it was to read my sister's newspaper. copies all the time. Yeah, it would come out once a week on Wednesdays usually, and it would just be the most offensive. <laughs> horrible thing you could possibly imagine <laughs> monkeys and in the trees shooting. yeah it was it was it was absolutely for ridiculous but for thanksgiving they had a naked guy where the only thing was covering him was the turkey yes yeah, yeah i remember i remember I've that i've never heard of this you i have you well lived. you yeah, yeah, yeah totally every, dude i'm gonna have to i still have copies of it a newspaper that comes yeah, out that awesome. every single wednesday mm-hmm. it was this an independent it was it was independent yeah it was independent and i actually knew a girl who um she was actually in the medium. She she was like one of the. I don't know if she was she was writing some of the articles or if she was like an editor. But uh, mm-hmm. she was actually there when they took the pictures of the Thanksgiving pictures. Her boobs were in the the. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. She called really. This was offensive. And they have, would have oh. a uh, a classified section where people would just write in like uh, like little classifieds or little blurbs anonymously. Little phony ones, obviously. And then they would like, you know, bitching about their roommates or the hot girl they saw on the bus or, <laughs> you know, just like really was... profane, ridiculous things. And that oh, was wow. the best part of the I remember one of them. One of my favorites one was this guy says, to my unsuspecting roommate, I'm, I'm sorry I shit in your sheets. Yeah. Uh, like they were, I, they were just writing. I, uh, you, nobody you know, would ever thinking, know it was you. you it, it, was, it was vacation. It was, it was during the break. You were gone. And, you know, I was sitting at my computer. The toilet was so far away. And... My stomach just started going nuts, and your bed was right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I and mean, this this paper would offend people on a, a weekly Regular basis, basis, and a lot of the uh, the <laughs> special interest groups on campus would be up in arms about it. And, and that's and was, that's uh, where I wanted so to go. Great. with They this. wanted the paper shut down. There was uh, something that was really offensive to Jews one week, and um, a couple other Tent things. City. They, they made people <laughs> believe that Bob Saget died and spread that yeah. around campus. <laughs> wow! And, uh, People, people were writing in like, really? No. Oh my god! Like, Bob Saget. <laughs> I saw that like over Facebook. Like, Bob Saget's dead, and I'm like, no, you <laughs> moron. Man, yeah. like, just sister... his career. <laughs> yeah, really. At that time, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I remember though, seriously, because my sister, even though we're three years apart, she was four grades ahead of me. So when I went into high school, my freshman year was her freshman year at Rutgers, mm-hmm. and at the time, I seriously was like, I want to go to Rutgers because I want to write for the medium. Cause yeah, as she would show it to me, she'd be like, "You got to read this. You'll love this." And I did. Of course, mm. they were all hysterical. Oh yeah, but that was at one point I wanted to go to Rutgers just for that, just for that, or even yeah. Mason now, Gross because that's the, the one. Part the of one that always sticks. The only one that always sticks is my, in my mind is the one that Ryan showed me about the monkey snipers. Oh yeah, in the trees sh- sniping out the hippies in yeah. Tent City. Yeah, so they they have this thing called Tent City that they do. Which I want to ask Gina usually. if the, if a, something similar occurs at Monmouth. Go ahead. No, explain it, Ryan. Like it's a, basically there. a bunch of hippies that camp out in tents for a week over, like in the quad area where all the classroom buildings are, and they you know protest and you know kind of vouch for various causes, and they have tables set up, you know, and, like not washing their like, hair. Yeah, and they literally they sleep know. in these tents for a week and basically pester people as they walk by with 
all their what different protesting causes and uh wanted to punch him the medium uh, one week uh, basically had this this cover which i actually cut out and framed and put on my bedroom wall because i loved it so much i even i picked up two copies of it that week actually because i loved that Uh, cover (laughs) and it said um it's there's like a monkey up in the tree with a sniper rifle like picking off the the hippies in the tents and you see like the banner that says tent state and there's like dead people on the ground and it just says the medium weeding out hippie scum since 1969 on top it's like this monkey with a sniper rifle just shooting people it's the best thing ever seriously yeah but did Gina does something like that? Something similar? The, the tent state, tent city, the the protests of whatever. No, they keep Mammoth really, really under control. There's like, there's never really any drama. Like no major kind of danger going on. The MUPD is everywhere at all times, so they keep like a really good handle on students. Because that's one thing. That's one thing. Like I, even with OCC. Um, at least a little bit when I was there, you'd get the people who were for whatever the cause is throwing their or you know standing on their soapbox. Actually, sometimes I saw that they were standing on boxes out in the you know the quad. They were they were standing like you know on milk cartons or something, mm-hmm. saying whatever about whatever the cause was. You know, we're killing too many animals, or the ozone's depleting, or whatever. Something similar to that. OCC. I don't remember ever seeing all no? those groups of people. Maybe they weeded them out by maybe, the time, yeah, by the the, time oh, you got, time there. got the monkeys in there. <laughs> and they yeah, took right. care of that problem. They got the monkeys from Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that that was like the bane of any college-going existence was the, the protest for meaningless shit. Oh, there's plenty of that. Just to so, do it. Well, Monmouth's also a private college, university, excuse yeah. me. So I'm sure they would keep a lid on something like that anyway. It seems a lot calmer than a place yeah. like Rutgers or even Stockton. Like the couple of times I've been to Monmouth, it seems much more low key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stockton, not a lot of like crazy partying or anything going no. on there. No, I mean it's all off campus if it is, just because mm-hmm. the MEPD is so strict. Like they literally they'll just park their trucks right outside the residence halls and just keep like a. Yeah, you were lucky to get out of there with your underwear. <laughs> 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 yeah, that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> There were, there were cops swirling around, definitely, while that was going what on. What was he going to do? <laughs> All right. Yeah, interestingly. Now we rush. So everybody knows what we're talking about, because <laughs> I'm not sure if they will. When we did our photo shoot prior to the website going live, including the caution tape photos, yeah, that was all done, actually, on the Monmouth campus, because when Gina told me about it and saying a lot of people have wedding photos done there and things like that, we're like, oh, great, let's go someplace that looks really fancy and do some horrendous stuff and capture yeah. it on film. So yeah. Ryan <laughs> walks around really in the open field in his underwear. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really probably nice campus. That's yeah. probably going to be the image of, of, for this show. Yeah, so you won't see the two by two caution tape photos. It really this is week, an kids. immaculate campus. I yeah, can't it's beautiful. Say enough. It it's is. just it pristine. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to talk about was books, like the cost of books and uh, basically being able to return them after you're done with them oh, or not return oh, them. Oh, oh, I have a story. Yeah, I'll let you go first, but I have a really big. And basically what what the deal would be, you'd buy usually six, seven hundred, sometimes more Mm -hmm. worth of books each semester, Um, books that you would only have to read portions of for classes and... um, Or not at all. Yeah. So you'd spend hundreds of dollars on books and then at the end of the semester, the bookstores on campus would um, have buybacks basically where you would be able to attempt to sell your books back and get a marginal percentage of what you spent on them back, if they even took it back at all. 
Now, certain semesters, they would come out with a new edition of the book that you had that would have like six extra pages and a CD-ROM that you would never look at. Mm-hmm. And it would be even more expensive than the one you had. So they wouldn't take your book back at all. So you're out, you know, sometimes $100, $150 for a book. And, you know, most of the time I would get back maybe between 50 and and $100 when I would spend, you know, six or $700 a semester oh, yeah. mm-hmm. on books. Eight or I mean, 900. Like yeah, an example, like I took a criminal justice class and I had this big hardcover book that cost me something like $110. They gave me $5 for it at the end of the semester. It was atrocious. It's horrible. It's like horrible. That's, that's one thing. Did that's you buy just like it used huge, also? Or? No, it was brand new. Yeah, sometimes that's what it gets yeah. you. You have to buy a brand new sealed or yeah, and it's, it's absolutely the, ridiculous. Like you said, the CD-ROM yeah. that nobody ever yeah. uses. Yeah, it's like one of those hidden costs. Like you think about, you know, uh, food and room and board. That's like a, a huge thing in college. But books are mm-hmm. are absolutely ridiculous there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any book you can get in a regular bookstore. Like say you have to get The Great Gatsby. Yeah. $15 at a Borders. Yeah. I still have books five years later. At the yeah, just sitting in my room. Just because that. they can. Yeah. Um, I actually had a similar story, what you were talking about. I spent, I can remember, I spent $557 on books for my second semester at Stockton. I went back there because I wasn't working that much at the time, so I didn't have that much money in the bank. So I was looking forward to getting something at the buyback so I could have some cash on me before I went back to work regular time. And I got $46 back, and I only took three books back out of 12 books I bought that semester. Yeah. I was furious. And you could see, like, Furious. on those days where everyone would go to sell their books back, you'd be standing in a line at the counter, and i just hear, oh, For we're not hours. taking this one back, oh, we're not taking this one back. And you could see the kids just, like, fuming, and like, it's only and you're one right there with them. At the yeah. register. Mm-hmm. You're in a line for three hours. Yeah. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one of the, the downfalls of college Biggest existence. conspiracies of yeah. college. I feel like somebody should just, like, beat the crap out of those people. Do well, now my back? sister, she's going to Stockton this upcoming semester, they actually have a lot of ebooks online with the advent of Kindles and yeah. everything else with her laptop. She's able to get some of these textbooks digitally. Oh, that's pretty cheaper, cool. though. I think so. I think so. There's a significant difference in cost. They also do like um, renting books now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I heard about Mom that. Mom just started doing that where you can rent. Um, they don't have a lot of textbooks. Like none of mine that I have to order for this semester are available to rent. Um, of course, but <laughs> but uh, you know they have that, or you can go on like sites like Chegg. I think um, I think half dot com too. You can rent books from, but that's where like so many students are going to those kind of sites now because the bookstores are rip off. It's yeah. yeah, but even renting is still it's like half the price of of having to buy the book, which is still you know fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. It's still wasting less money though. You're never going to use those textbooks again. No. I mean, I know people yeah, hung true. on to them, but. I what Amazon, what I'm back now, trunk. and Amazon tends to offer more for the books. Yeah, than, I still have a lot of money. Yeah, that's actually now, what I, I try and do yeah. is I try and get used books, and then I try and sell them back to other people who are going to have the class the following semester. Yeah, exactly. Sell them back at the bookstore seems silly if you register as like an Amazon user because they sell textbooks as well. Like I've yeah. looked up prices for friends to see if there's anything comparable. Yeah. Friends taking like extra classes now, having graduated, of course, <laughs> with with the bachelor's degree no longer being enough, but. We'll get to that. Um, a lot of people have like gone to Amazon to buy like, a good used book because it's like half the price of what they pay if they bought it on campus, mm-hmm. and then they can sell it to somebody else for maybe a little less than what yeah. they paid. It's, as long as it makes it's sense. in good condition, you know, you can you can sell a book on Amazon pretty easily. Yeah, and also another thing that really bothers me is that uh, different like second and third editions. The last class I took, I got this second edition of a book, and. The only difference between the first and the second edition, the professor even pointed it out, is the homework questions. 
like a couple of them, he, they just changed a couple of the numbers around, and others they just switched the order or added one problem. You're talking about like 30 or 40 problems at the end of every chapter, yeah. and they switched out maybe three or four new questions, and the rest were exactly the same, and maybe another three or four had just had slightly different numbers. But the, the content of the chapters was the same? Exactly the exactly same. That the is same. insane. The second, yeah. third, fourth edition, they it's changed. And it's $20 more. And if, anything, and if anything, and if anything, if there is anything different in the chapters, it's not the content, it's just the typos. If there were any, if there were any, yeah, there usually are, and they usually—I swear they 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 fix the typos and they deliberately add extras so they can just come out with a third edition, mm-hmm. and fourth and fifth. Did you see uh, NJ Books on our campus, Ron? How they they revamped the place and now they have a second yeah. floor with which to rape you? I yeah, <laughs> matter of fact, yes, <laughs> yes, I have. yeah, yes, and they do know how to stick it really deep. They do. They do. It's terrible. Like I, wow. I, I saw that after I graduated. I was like, really? I actually didn't yeah. see what was on the second floor, but I, I do. Yeah, know I never went in. There's just bad blood from all the money yeah. that I gave to them. They actually have three <laughs> floors now. If if, if you're talking about this, there's a second floor. They also mm-hmm. have a basement, and that's where you get your books. Oh, the, the sec, the first floor. Oh, the first floor is all merch and the, shit. Yeah. All merchandise. Yeah. The second mm-hmm. floor, I don't even know what's the up there. Gags are on the second floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as far as extraneous costs and all that go, when it comes to college, I think we can all agree. Unfortunately, the the cost of education has just gotten astronomical. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, a bachelor's degree isn't enough because now everybody goes to college and you get a bachelor's it's degree. It's a high school diploma. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's nobody hires a with a diploma. master's degree. There's people I work with who have master's degrees and can't find a job in their field. Because yeah, yeah, because they need to get paid more because yeah. they have a master's degree and nobody wants to pay mm-hmm. what it costs. I mean, yeah. in the end, though, I had to eventually resolve myself when I went to school that I had to get a loan. Mm-hmm. and. My friend James, who I've been friends with the longest, he went in the Marine Corps with me, actually. And then when he got out, he was going OCC and was, was kind of trying to ride it out because he didn't want to have to take out a loan for college. And eventually he was like, I have to do this. I don't want to. But I'm going to have to take out a loan. And I resolved myself to the same thing and thinking, well, I'm never going to have several you know, tens of thousands of dollars in order to be able to drop it on school without taking out a loan. Hmm. And I had to. And it's just crazy. Yeah. It's... The cost of education, unfortunately, is ridiculous. I mean, Ron, oh, yeah. when we were at Rutgers, I think the tuition went up something like 5 to 8% every semester that we were oh, there. Oh, yeah. And it just went up and up and up. Yeah, meanwhile, and the average... you know it, And interest is running the entire time. And, you know, when you're a freshman, you sign that promissory note before you go in saying, yeah, I'm going to pay back all this money. Oh, of course. And you're like, you don't worry about it. You're like, oh, I have four years. I'm not going to think about it the whole time. And yeah, then, you, you don't until you start getting the, and then, the student loan bills, yeah. which and you and I are still They give you six months now. after you graduate before you have to start paying. But then even so, when you're paying yeah, $800 six, a month. Yeah, in six months, that that's I, – I, I got a very good job. I'm getting paid pretty well. And, and for me, that chunk of money, for, even for me, is, is something that's a it's big huge. deal. It and, is a hurdle people, every month for yeah. me too. And and I have the master's degree. So, I mean, yeah. I'm actually right now being probably paid as much as a bachelor's degree is being paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a you know a regular government job kind of thing where um, the only real difference uh, for me is that I can get promotions to, to managerial positions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I wanted to finish the master's degree before I started working. Yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, the, the, with regards to uh, those loans, it's, it's it's ridiculously high for everyone. And six yeah. months right now, and especially in this economy, is nothing. That's nothing. You can't, yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. find a job. In, in, I have a friend. Of funds to pay yeah. anything yeah. back. Of course I, not. I, I have a bunch of friends, and I also know you guys experienced this uh, where you had trouble uh, finding jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a friend right now. He's actually still waiting to hear back for a job. He's been looking for one since January, and he's only, and that's only recent. Yeah. 
He was I mean, yeah. he, just having that piece of paper. I mean, even like Rutgers University is world renowned, and you know, people would just say, as soon as you walk out the door, graduation day, people are going to be, you know, knocking on your door for I'm jobs. I'm sure every school says like that. that. Absolutely, just by yeah. just by having that piece of paper that says you're smart. You know, you're, you're going to get a <laughs> job. And you're not going to have to That's look, it and it's going to be easy. But just having a college degree, just it's just it's not, not enough not anymore. Enough. And you had an average, edge, like during our parents' age, if they went to college. Yeah, and def- I think you that definitely in, had an informs, edge. But now, yeah. I think that informs yeah. the the culture's general acceptance of when you graduate, you go to college and you get that's a degree. But now the degree the, doesn't mean anything. Well, that's no. actually when you know, right when we started. Well, when Ryan started college, Ron started college. That was my thing. It's like. Uh, when I when I was when I originally went to OCC, my, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a scientist. I'm going to be an entomologist. I'm going to go study insects. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, number one, you know how hard it is to get that job. Number two, that job doesn't have any money unless I discover anything. So that's why yeah. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to no career work. field. They, it, it really it's a very small niche environment. You yeah, know? and the top person probably makes like a dollar and a quarter. Yeah, exactly. So, there you, you know go. What I mean? And the yeah. real catch is that you know having a bachelor's degree, even though. Um, now it's it's not it's just like a high school diploma, but it makes you overqualified for a lot of yeah, jobs. Yeah, which I, mean, I could I couldn't believe that. When Ryan years, would come back and say, "Yeah, I'm overqualified yeah. for this job." I'm like, "What?" Because a lot of places don't want to pay term? you, you know, extra money, you know, for something that a high school kid could do blindfold, and they can pay him, you know, half yeah, the amount of money exactly. to pay you. Yeah, and a lot of and the- it's you know it makes you overqualified. I mean, I've applied for hundreds of jobs over the past five years. I mean, things that I was that I knew I was underqualified for, things I knew I was overqualified for, and everything in between. And, you know, for certain jobs, you just won't get answered if they see you have a college degree. So in a lot of cases, it actually backfires on you. Yeah, and, uh, most of the jobs, actually, even the ones that do require the college degree, you don't need it. Like, right. you, exactly. you really don't need it. Because they think that, you know, when, when the overqualified thing comes up, they think that you're just going to take this for two or three weeks and then you're going to leave when something better comes up because you have that degree and because you have possibilities yeah, but it just looks good that you have an education yeah but yeah. because the economy has been so bad like they don't realize a lot of people are, are going to take what they can get and they're going to stay as long that's as why, they can that's why I think they a don't lot know of... you know until they give you an interview that you're looking for a place to stay not just for you know what fits right now and i'm just going to leave whenever i feel like it and it's you know but they just assume that like employers think that you're just going to Hop, skip, and jump to the next thing. Well, whenever it tickles your fancy. You I know? think in a in a questionable economy like right now, where job security has to be, I mean, it's at the lowest I'd say in certainly in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Where there are a lot of I, I can speak for my former employer, which is a retailer, which actively pursues like vampires, <laughs> college graduates, people with bachelor's degrees, even if they don't have the experience that they have a bachelor's degree. When you have somebody come to you who's a nationally recognized retailer offering you $40,000 to have a job right out of college, even if it's something you know nothing about, I mean, a lot of people jump jump at it. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people jump on it. And it was so crazy to me in thinking in this particular job when I worked there for five years and I saw interns coming in making like uh, something ridiculous, like at least $15 an hour, summer interns would come in and basically do the job of a salaried manager. And I thought, wait a minute, so I can leave, go to school, come back, and work here for a couple dollars more an hour during the summer, and then when I graduate, I can get a job making with the company making twice what I make now, regardless of a couple of years' experience? Like That, to me, seems so ridiculous. But I think yeah. now a lot of people are jumping on that because they have impending college loan payments, and with people, frankly, not beating down your door to offer you jobs when you graduate college with a bachelor's degree, I feel like 
they're almost taking advantage of those people and saying like, oh, you have a future and you can do this and all that nonsense. And yeah. I think it also requires that you keep the position for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Should you accept the position, you can, you can, they put it out there, you cannot change jobs or get promoted within that year and a half, mm-hmm. first year and a half. It's ridiculous. But I think a lot of people buy into it because yeah, that's, that's the structure of it. Desperation. That's what I was yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. Graduated college because I was already working for this company, and I was shocked to know that I didn't have an edge over other applicants getting out of college because I had worked there three years. Yeah, previously. it meant nothing. Your experience meant nothing. Yeah, yeah it's it horrible. Just, it just and college a is a me too thing now. You know, oh, you got a college degree. That's great. So does everyone else. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, you that's think it makes you standard. special, or it doesn't. It's just yeah. a conversation piece. I have yeah. that with people at work now. Oh, I have a friend. A friend of mine who works in a nearby department actually has two master's degrees. And well, that's why they can't get a job yeah, other than working in the store. He's stuck there. Yeah. Well, not what for can now, you do? But he just feels like, well, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. Might as well work here. You need to work somewhere and you need to have some kind of income so you kind of take what's available. Yeah. yeah. And Unfortunately. You know, if, if college doesn't help you figure anything out, there's no point in going to grad school, you know, if you don't have enough of a direction to, to be pointed in to spend more time and more money on school and possibly still not even get a job, you know, with a master's degree. That's why I put off going back. Yeah. I know a few people who have my, uh, not that I I speak from experience, but my encouragement with a lot of people had to overall was, we'll go back to school now while there aren't jobs. And hopefully by the time you get out, there will be, (laughs) or you'll be qualified and all that. I was like, go to school now. Like, don't just work. If you can get a loan, I was like, go. And then hopefully the market will be on the incline. Yeah. Yeah. In, two to four years mm-hmm. and there will be job opportunities. Like don't let the condition of things now affect your decision because you ultimately kind of decide where you're going to end up. So I tend to encourage people to go back to school now. I mean, I was 24 when I yeah. uprooted myself and, and moved to California. It's not too late. I mean, a lot of people who have kids are still going back to school. You know, people in their I 40s would love to go back. Yeah. I would love to go to, to my graduate you know, get degree. further education and that's great. You know? I almost pursued it after I got my bachelor's degree, but just because I needed to work and get money yeah. It wasn't feasible for me at the time. And I want to actually get in with a company that will help me pay for the graduate degree yeah. loan. That's a big that's thing. A big, you know, tuition reimbursement. Yeah. And a lot of career companies are, are doing that for people. And that's, that's why. What, that's one of the reasons I put it off because I want to get in with a company that's going to yeah, help me. Yeah, you definitely want to do that. I don't want to keep accruing debt. No. And working part time. Yeah. That's And that's why you see so many people who are in their 40s and 50s going back to school at a possibly been with the company 20 25 years yeah because they realize their experience means nothing yeah i can get a promotion if i go back to school and they're going to pay for part of it great you know of course a lot of people are jumping on it the the job that i got they were actually willing to pay for for my uh, master's degree the only problem is i already went with uh, all except for the last two courses and i didn't find out about them being able to pay for it until after i took the first of two so i ended up getting like it was pretty much two thousand bucks and that was it when what was it? Uh, Two thousand times how many courses? I need thirty credits, three credits a course, ten courses, twenty grand. Yeah, mm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So but I, I believe I, it. Yeah, but but part of the reason why they actually I think hired me is because I was almost done with a master's degree. They wouldn't have to pay for the tuition for uh, letting me do this. Um, they, what the the company what, what they do is they set aside a certain amount of money, and whoever wants to join this program just has to apply, and they have to finish within a certain amount of time. And for every, I think it's every semester that that you finish um, over three years, you have to put in um, one year for every semester that you, you're guaranteed to to stay with the job. I think that's really what it was, and so um, for me, it was just that one course, one semester, and I just wish I had done that earlier 
Well, funnily enough, actually, as I kind of referred to earlier in the show, when I went to school, the reason I took a leave of absence for six months was because initially when I went out to school, I'd only planned on doing the year and getting my certificate. I didn't know there was an associate's degree program. And about two weeks in, I was like, I'm going to stay and do the extra six months and get my associate's degree because I was enjoying it so much. And I thought, well, if it's only going to take six months, I get a degree out of it. Number one, easier to justify my departure to my parents. <laughs> and also because it's like, well, I can, I can still have a music degree. Like it, Frankly, it's still in the envelope they mailed it to me in, and I graduated over three years ago. <laughs> it's not in a frame on the wall or anything like that. I did it more for the experience. But anyway, as far as payment goes, after living there a year and completing a year, I got my financial aid statement for what would have been my fifth quarter at school. That sounds funny. But <laughs> I, uh, I got that, and I saw there were a bunch of zeros in certain categories. And I was like, well... What's this about? And they said, well, now you're a resident of California. After you live here for a year, you get residency, and that qualifies you for state grants. So I looked at it, and I thought, wait a minute. So if I – I'm sorry. It would have been for my um, last two quarters, my last six months. And I saw there were zeros in columns for the last one, for the sixth one that weren't in the fifth one. And I asked what that was about, and they explained the grants. I said, so wait a minute. So after what date do I qualify for these grants? And then they pulled up whatever information, and I thought – wait a minute, if I can get away with having the state pay for the remainder of my education beyond what financially won't cover and I don't need to pay out of pocket, can I take a leave of absence for six months until this kicks in? And they said, yeah. So I ended up just living out there and working the six months at the job that I, I eventually kept for my final six months. But just to save a couple thousand dollars, like I'll wait an extra six months to get my degree. I mean, yeah. it was far more worth it. Makes sense. Yeah. Had I known that, I would have moved out there and just worked a year prior to going to school. It's Residency wasn't something I considered. In California, I must say, they are very, very, very good at providing state aid. At least they were at the time. I don't know if that's changed under the governor you know, in recent years. <laughs> but if you went to a state school like UCLA or something like that, you paid a, the percentage you paid was in the minority compared to what the state would cover. Whereas New Jersey, you get like nothing. I mean, you guys went to Rutgers. What did the state really cover? It was like 10% or something like that? Uh, it was 90 yeah, was upon your like shoulders. a couple thousand dollars a year, I think. Yeah, the it wasn't much. My sister didn't get much. Yeah. Did they for stock? A significant amount. That's weird since Rutgers seems to be like their bread and butter when it comes to education. Maybe yeah, Seton was, Hall to a I lesser extent. Much. Yeah, because my parents made too much money. So that's, yeah. that's one of those things well, where, it, of course. My, my where they're just dad, middle class, right? but they're, they're, we're, my parents were considered rich under those standards <laughs> so they didn't wow. give me any money towards college strict standards yeah yeah that's why i qualified for more aid probably because my mom doesn't make as much money as say you know the normal you know my parents just divorced so it was difficult i guess she qualified more for that well pretty much in closing in my opinion i think it's weird that this culture emphasizes so much that after you go to high school you go to college because i don't feel like the average 18 year old is focused enough or in the right headspace. I mean, I certainly wasn't, even after getting out of the military. I just think it's weird that that's what we expect everybody to do is every high school graduate, just go to college and get your college degree and then just get a job after college. I think it's weird. Instead of actually kind of figuring out what you're about, that it's kind of like socially acceptable, the most socially acceptable thing, I should say, to just go to college right out of high school. And that always struck me as kind of funny. But I suggest to anybody, if you want to get education, if you want to do something, then go for it. And if you're not ready for it, just wait. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I worked, as I said, for five years before I had finally focused on what I wanted to do and went and pursued a degree in it. And my head was completely into it. And my heart was into it when I finally went out. And that really meant all the difference in the world from <laughs> going to community college and not finishing each semester to 
finishing with almost a 3.7 GPA in a degree in a field that I actually wanted the experience in. And that meant so much to me, even if it's not my career at the moment. It meant a lot to do at the right time. So I suggest anybody to just go for what you want. If you don't know what that is, do what you have to until you figure it out and don't drop tens of thousands of dollars on college just because everyone else expects it of you. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on the idea of college and my experience there. I mean, I had some great, great times that I would not trade for the world in college, and I wish that it didn't end so quickly. It was definitely the fastest four years of my life, and I wouldn't trade the experience for anything, but at the same time, going to college because that's what was expected of me um, and not having it help me figure anything out is definitely still one of my biggest regrets because, you know, I'm, I was $80,000 in debt after it was done and it didn't get me a good job and I'm still buried under all that debt and it really didn't give me any direction. So I do regret it in a lot of ways, but that's not to say I would ever deter someone from going to college or discourage them from that. But, you know, maybe you shouldn't be so hasty to go right after you know, high school, if you don't have an idea of exactly what you want to do and are going to be driven to get there, because I certainly wasn't. I do agree with you, Chris. I do feel like an education is definitely very, very important. Um, and then obviously, if you don't know what you want to do, then you should probably wait it out a little bit. Um, I mean, me personally, I'm at the point in my college career, I guess you would say that I have a year left and it scares the hell out of me that I'm supposed to have a real job in a year. And it, especially in like in the communication field, especially with journalism where it's not very promising right now, it's scary that like I might not be able to get that job right away into what I'm going to school for. So me personally, I'm terrified about like what my life will be like in a year from now, but hopefully it'll be better for everyone else. Yeah, that's true. It is scary what what's going to be the next step. And uh, uh, I know everybody else here has had that same experience. What's next? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of the exception of the rule because things kind of fell in, into place. And for me, it wasn't what's next. It's how the hell do I like stay with what's next? Because, um, yeah, I had the whole experience where I had the job while I had to work. Um, but when it came to school, it was the first four years were pretty fast, and I actually had a lot more fun when I was in grad school than I was when I was with undergrad, even though it was a lot more work and it was a lot more intense because it's a smaller community. You have a lot of a lot more uh, uh, personalization with the people around you, and you also have people who are coming from overseas who are also getting to know you. It's it's a tight it's a tighter community, um, but uh, also anybody who's uh, thinking of going to school. Make sure you know what you want to do. If you don't like it right away, stick with it for a little bit. And if you still find that you don't like it, then it's your decision to quit. And education to me is, I wouldn't want to say priceless because there's a significant price tag to it. But it's it's a great experience. And again, if you want to pursue something that you know you want to do for the rest of your life, then by all means pursue. I was one of those people that at the beginning felt I went to college because it was expected of me, but I soon found my footing and what I wanted to do. I didn't feel like I was in a way wasting time and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It was again, the quickest four years of my life. But in this day and age, all I hear is, and all I could hear towards the end was, well, your generation screwed and it doesn't really put college in a good positive thing to do. If that's the outcome. Because it's basically a four years of, well, you went there, now what are you going to do? 
and hopefully the economy will turn. I mean, I know I'm looking for a job right now in my particular career field, and it's been two and a half, almost three years since I graduated at this point. And I still hope to, and eventually believe I will, but it's very disconcerting when you hear from people that, well, you're not going to really go anywhere with this, or, well, you have the piece of paper, and someday it'll be good, but right now you're stuck doing jobs you don't really want to do or have a career in. So, again, if you want to pursue something education-wise, by all means, go for it. I mean, it is worth, if whatever you get out of it is rewarding, but if you don't want, if you don't know what you want to do, then find out what you, do something else, work, and find your passion that way until you know what you want to do. Well, coming from the guy that did find, you know, not find education the way to be, and the guy who did work, what I have to say is that uh, I think we put the wrong emphasis on education. I think like everyone else has said, it's the the thing to do. Like the cool thing to do is after you get out of high school, you go to college. We take too much of like a lackadaisical, lackadaisical approach to college. It, it's not a little thing. You go and you read books and you get smart and you get good grades. You go there to advance not only yourself, but your career, your, your life afterwards. And an 18 year old coming out of high school doesn't know that stuff. I'll admit that myself. You know, I didn't know that I'd be married at you know twenty seven, twenty eight years old. I just thought I'd be you know living my life. Find out what you want to do when you when you want to do it, and fill that gap with something meaningful beforehand. But I think that's it about this for this episode. Uh, I think we've all gained some education and some smartness. <laughs> this is Andrew. This is Chris. This is Ryan. This is Jack. This is Gina. And this is Ron, and this has been the only podcast that matters. Yeah.